0: You're listening to the Build Shaves Podcast, presented by Midco Sports Network. Winter does not appear to be slowing down anytime soon, but neither is Midco SN's coverage of the teams you care about, especially University of North Dakota hockey and basketball. For the biggest matchups in the regular season and during tournament time, keep it tuned to Midco Sports Network. This is how we do sports, and this is the Build Shaves Podcast. Welcome to another edition of the Bill Shaves Podcast, episode 25. Taping this on a Tuesday morning, February the 5th, a snowy day in Grand Forks. Winter Bill Shaves, still rolling on. Bill Sear alongside producer David Polsky. I'm Alex Seinert. We obviously did not pod last week, everything was canceled on Tuesday and Wednesday. Negative. Seventy-five is what it felt like last week. Bill around this time, so the fact that now it's just like negative thirteen or negative twenty or whatever it is outside, we're making steady gains. Just maybe not quite, maybe not fast enough for some of our liking.
1: We, you know, I was uh, I was down at the NCA convention. Yes, because they had first all association vote, and I think it was 11 years, I heard, mm-hmm. and the third one since 1997. So all division one, division two, division three. So you had to go down, uh, each institution needed to be represented to get a little clicker, right? And you click yay or nay based on uh, um, what the what the um, actual vote was. And it was really for only one item. And the item was When Condoleezza Rice's uh, commission came out last year with some of the recommendations for for basketball and beyond, in in a sense, the governance structure of the NCAA, they wanted to – or they recommended adding five external people – to the board of governors and that would always had been just presidents of universities, but they wanted five external people and they're going to go through the vetting process now that it passed. And, uh, and so it makes sense. It's like, you know, having a board of directors or whatever, um, you know, getting outside, um, eyes on some things that maybe you're not inside and you can't kind of see the forest through the Mm -hmm. trees or whatever the the saying you want to say. Um, but it, it was, it was interesting. So, uh, yeah. Um, I, I, and it wasn't that warm down there, but I kept seeing a lot of minus here for sure.
0: Where where were you at again, Bill? For the
1: I was in Florida. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. And then came back though. I was I had another function on the weekend, and then came back just in time for some of the uh, some of the stuff that was going on, which really was dangerous. It was it was one of those
0: periods up here, yeah, from a temperature standpoint. If you were outside for for ten minutes, it really was almost like a life-threatening situation if you were exposed any kind of exposed skin. When it's that that cold, totally. not a good deal. Um, but obviously, great that you were able to still travel wasn't affected by the fact that you know when it, when it's that cold, you were able to still get out, get back. Other than just canceling classes for a couple of days. Yeah, and,
1: well, well, you know, and I'll, I'll say this, it, you know. It, and, again, we should always be thanking our first responders, right? But, mm-hmm. but think about our first responders that have to go out and do, you know, yeah. you know things. It doesn't matter what temperature it is. It doesn't matter what's transpiring. And, you know, so thank you to all those folks that do do that. You know, I, Steve Brecky and I are kind of on a little bit of a donor tour, so to speak, too, trying to figure some things out. And uh, so we were uh, heading uh, – we were going to head uh, in front of hockey – at denver mm-hmm. and we couldn't get out yeah and so then we ended up just joining the hockey team and then kind of did a back end uh, we were we were kind of sandwiching the games if you will with some donor visits and uh and so we, we were able to get the back end done but not the front end so uh so we'll have to postpone that but yeah it's just tricky right tricky yeah. when uh when when aircrafts gets grounded because it's so cold yep. apparently the de-icer doesn't work okay. so mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah,
0: and that was part of the reason why the the basketball trips to Macomb, Illinois this week got a little bit messed up where the initial plan was to fly. And then it was below negative 30, so they couldn't do that. So they decided to bus the whole way instead. And the men's game got moved back from a Thursday to a Friday. And just lots of different things that sort of happened over the course of the last week. Weather just, it kind of messes with you a little bit sometimes. But at least for, for the case of... Both, both the hockey team, the men's basketball team, and the women's basketball team, they still were able to get all the games in. Nothing postponed. Nothing canceled completely. Those are always good things. If you want to look bright well, side.
1: Well, and and I want to thank Western Illinois for uh, you know being uh, receptive to moving yeah. the game from because that that kind of put them in a little bit of a well, they disadvantage. had to go back to back. I, mean, I know. That was, yeah. And you know, I I guess I always look at those things and just say, you know, we do the same thing here. Yeah. I mean, if it was flipped, you just, you know, I, and again, I, I'm not sure we were all that excited about going on a bus. And, 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 you know, so, so there's a, you know, and and so it was just a big old triangular, you know, trip busing. And, uh, that's tough. It's really tough, you know, the, the, um, the ladies uh, came in yesterday, and so uh, they had to stay the night. Uh, they couldn't make it all the way back after their game on Sunday, but the men were able to get back. So they were a couple hours ahead. is just interesting to me, and I just have to kind of grind this through, and maybe we had to live through the year to, to really appreciate the schedule. <laughs> and. Yeah. You know, I just it makes it a little bit easier to to really feel it and understand it. Um, just it's kind of interesting to me where sometimes our men are playing last and then first on the second ba- on the on the back end, and I don't know. It just it's very interesting to me.
0: Yeah, I think we're still even even now. Like as you look, there are only six games left in both the men's and women's basketball regular seasons. And they're both entering this stretch where they're going to play. The men play on a Wednesday this coming week against North Dakota State here at home. The women play on Thursday. They both play now on Saturday in a doubleheader situation in Brookings against South Dakota State. Then they don't play until the following Saturday here in the Betty in a doubleheader. And then they don't play again until the Saturday after that. And then they play again on like a Thursday and a Wednesday. It's just such a weird you kind of have like sort of back to back by ish weeks, kind of in kind of the crunch time of the season. And some of these are doubleheader games, and some of these are, it's just, you just never really, there's never been a sense of like, oh, okay, I've got to figure it figured out. This it is flow. kind of how the flow, flow. yes, exactly. That, flow. Yeah. And,
1: and I think that's probably been more difficult, um, obviously, on our student athletes let's start there. I mean, obviously our coaches, I, I feel for them too. I mean, I probably, they have no idea what day it is. None. I mean, we probably all don't know what day it is at times, but, <laughs> but they really have no idea what day it is. And, you know, maybe and to some degree, I was trying to think about this. I, I think from a Midco standpoint, at least there's content like for a variety of days. So that's pretty good. That's not, it's not the worst thing
0: that we've got. I don't yeah. know okay. no, no, for sure. Yeah. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, really realistically five days of the week. There's, there's, been a pretty good chance there'll be a summit league game on. So that's not we're not complaining a whole lot. It like it's, no. that, it does make things a little bit odd to think but about. But the
1: consistency factor yeah. I do think though is, is is something that we we I think we'll continue to have conversations about because There's venue issues around the league to some degree that we have to work out. Um, You know, the question is, so now we play back-to-back games against NDSU this week on Wednesday and Thursday. Are those better to be had, like, on a weekend potentially – on a double header yeah. scenario mm-hmm. much like we had in the big sky where the montanas kind of did that they figured that stuff out but again there are even numbers of teams yeah. and that's and again if you go to the big sky right now i'm redundant and i'm broken record and sorry for uh all the podcast listeners that are out there but at the end of the day odd teams it makes an odd schedule makes it tough yeah. makes it tough and so we've got to try to figure that one out and uh but you know i just you know kind of feel for you know our, our our teams having to try to you know navigate that and it's it's, it's all the way it's it's everybody and so mm-hmm. uh yeah so we'll, we'll we'll see what transpires but you know we're kind of in the thick of it on both sides and uh you know we were talking beforehand and I, it, it seems like the men are maybe like in a five team scrum five through nine right now yeah. and you know with North Dakota State at fourth but they're five and four so so I mean they're they're still, with six games left, it's doable. Yeah, it's, it's just, two game, yeah, that's just two and a two-and-a-half
0: game gap, yeah, for sure.
1: I mean, I think SDSU, Omaha, and PFW have kind of separated themselves out, and much like USD and SDSU have done on the ladies' side.
0: And I would agree. I think uh, that that's the way, at, at this point in the year, with February here, we've kind of established these are the teams that are not just safe, but are comfortably safe and have a great chance to play on Saturday in the Summit League tournament as a one or a two-seed. Then there's this this pack, and on the women's side, it still feels like there's that kind of three tiers. Yeah, a little but, bit. But, but a, a little bit. One and got, two,
1: three to seven, yep. I think,
0: eight and nine. And that's kind of how it feels. feels that way. And North Dakota is right in the middle of that group um, right yeah. now. UND is at, currently in sixth place at four and six in the conference. Big game coming up for them on Thursday against North Dakota State. They won a huge game against Omaha after losing to Western Illinois this past week, both the men and the women, by the way, getting the road split, which is kind of what you, what you want. That's that's the hope. In the but, reverse. In the reverse order. Men won the first, lost the second. Women won the second, lost the first. But um, Travis Brewster's crew have, have put themselves in position now with, with some key home dates coming up against teams in North Dakota State who they, of course, didn't beat in Fargo but feel like they are more than capable of doing so. And then you've got Denver and Noel Roberts coming up at home. Um, South Dakota State on the road may be a different story, but um, but opportunity here to pick up a couple of more wins, solidify your spot as a Sunday team, get into that 3-6 or 4-5 matchup, uh, but it, you have to get the job done, you know, and that's, um, and ironically the men are very it, the exact same overall record at 9-14 as the women are, currently in 7th place, coming off a narrow win against Western, And then a a game in which they fought their way back in and made it a contest against an Omaha team that's second in the conference right now and just ended up running out of steam in the end. But you can just see the parallels between these two programs, just kind of figuring things out and winning some close games, but then losing others that that are right there still all to play for, though, still opportunity to keep moving up in the standings and give yourself a great chance to not just make it to Sioux Falls, but have a great opportunity to win a game. Yeah, and I mean,
1: everything, there. you know, still, uh, you know, to, to make a run. Um, I, th- I think on either side, it, it, we mentioned the, the, the schools that we thought are kind of maybe in the top three on the men's side and maybe the top two on the women's side, but there's going to be a group of someone from that group that's going to make a run to the semis. And then right. then potentially who mm-hmm. knows what happens at game. that point. So so at that stage of the game I think that's what you're playing for right yeah. now. And, you know, I know our men are kind of still, you know, kind of looking for some depth and with Connor out, that didn't help for sure. You know, I don't mm-hmm. know how long his, his injury will uh, uh, will have him out of the lineup but uh, hopefully some of this, maybe, uh, how should I say, some of the gaps in games might might help him a little bit. Um, and then the ladies, at times we've just been a little bit in foul trouble at times. Yeah. You know, I know Lex was on, on, on Sunday and yeah, I mean, they've kind of gone through the same story of the, of, of the year. But, again, it's six games now, what, three and three. Mm-hmm. And so we've just got to kind of figure it out.
0: Yeah, three of the next four at home, and then they finish with two on the road. So, like you said, if they can continue to win some of these home games against teams who they're they capable of beating, yep. you're going to feel pretty good about yourself. And you're going to be wanting to be as a UND fan in Sioux Falls coming up that second week of March, March 9th through the 12th. Getting ready for the Summit League tournament.
1: That little group of teams that we're not discussing, you know, that that kind of have tiered themselves off at the top. It, it, it seems like it's all come down to matchups to some degree, and it's mm-hmm. just you know there's some teams you're going to match up better with and than, uh, than others, and you know obviously Western Illinois on the ladies' side not a good matchup for us at least in the first two times we've yeah. played them. I mean, doesn't mean the third time you, you couldn't figure it out at, at some stage, and you know and that could happen, but um and 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 truly that could be who we play in the first round could be
0: that if, if the season ended today on the women's side you would be the six seed playing the three seed western illinois that yeah. would be what would be what would be the matchup but yeah. again lots of lots of season left yeah. so um like you said from a fan perspective get out and support this team a great opportunity on wednesday for the men at seven o'clock on thursday for the women both against north dakota state both kind of not just revenge games because they lost the the initial fixture down in fargo but hugely important you know for standings totally. yep. for pride for all those types of things a lot to play for coming up this week here at home and then really it's wild but again as we said there are just two more home games after this for both of these teams two more home dates on the schedule it's crazy I, it, I, march is just around the corner even though it, even though it feels like we're very much in the dead of winter there, there's a light at the end of that tunnel and it's it, it's tournament time before we know it and no doubt no doubt. Uh, yeah. So again, yeah, yeah, great chance to support these teams coming up this week. I can make you warm if you want me to
1: make you warm. <laughs> think softball. <laughs> that Softball's softball is playing. How about so, that? Yeah, Tennis exactly. Is as well, but isn't I mean, that wild? Isn't yeah. that interesting? When spring sports start kicking into gear and uh, they're they're going outside and uh, um, should be interesting as uh, head to Las Vegas for uh, for a few games not this bad, week.
0: Not a bad place. Good memories there. Yeah. Did, I, did by the way, Dave? Did you think Bill was going to like build a fire on the table when he was talking about trying to make David did not have the same vision yeah yeah Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> I had something up my sleeve. But isn't that crazy to be thinking, you know, you're rolling out and uh, minus whatever. And, uh, you know, our our, our our kids will be out there rolling and, and getting it done. Ball. Let's go. Yeah, yep.
0: That's wild. Yep. Um, we are excited, by the way. We're going to get to do a couple of softball games for UND again oh, live on Midco SN this yep. year. I think April 13th and April 27th, a couple doubleheaders against the Dakota schools. We'll have um, softball on the road, by the way, from North Dakota State as well. Live good. on the airwaves. Kind of around that early May time as well. So fun to get to get to see that team in action and live on our station. Coming up again this year, which is again well,
1: another great reason why we're in the summit, right? It helps. I mean, it gives you it gives you yep. a shot. You know, you're going to have those those games. It's it's really cool. Yeah.
0: So that's kind of what's going on from the basketball perspective and from a spring sport perspective, the the one that of course umbrellas all this hockey coming off, uh, you know, a, a road trip to Denver in which again kind of a similar story played really well over the course of 60 minutes in both of those contests. And then only had two goals to show for it and end up losing two to one on Friday in a tough one and then falling in in essentially double overtime and three on three overtime after tying with Denver through regulation. You know, it's just another case of so close and should have gotten more out of it and just couldn't quite find a way to get the puck in the back of the net. Yeah.
1: I, I just, I, I, I know I'm the eternal optimist, but I just feel like the best is yet to come. I really do. I, I, I believe that. And, uh, you know, our guys are playing there. They, they, yeah. they played hard. I mean, they have uh, 78 shots I think over the weekend and give, give Larson credit. He played great in goal. And, uh, and so, uh, you know, he stopped six 76 of them and, um, you know, we, we, we got a point out of it. I mean, you know, even, you know, amazingly, when you don't score <laughs> that many, right? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I you know, it kind of puts us in a, in, a, in a little tough spot here. I mean, uh, Denver's, what, three up on, three up with right. a game yeah, in hand. Game in hands, yeah. yeah, and so uh, um, so we'll uh, get the bye this week and uh, hopefully – you know get a little healed up and uh and get ready for the stretch run and uh head over to kalamazoo and and see what uh see what we do against western a very good western michigan team
0: yeah such an important stretch again much like the the hoops teams right now you know UND uh, UND hockey is kind of on the outside a bit looking in and fifth in the nchc you know trying to get home ice for a 17th straight year in terms of the first round of their conference playoffs and as you said because of the, the team they are going up against, really, is Denver. And to only get one point out of a possible six, it's a big swing. And they had a chance to solidify maybe that spot in fourth place and instead see themselves now kind of on the other side. However, it's still all out there. And when you look at the the way they are, 21st in the pairwise, if they would have swept it to you, they would have been up to between 12th and 13th. But they kind of stayed the same. There is the opportunity, though, again, still with a Western Michigan team that's top 10 in the pairwise, followed by a Duluth team at home that's top four in the pairwise, you can still, if they just win these games, if they win, again, it's hard to just say, well, just go win seven of eight. Right. But if they do that, they're going to be 10th in the pairwise. I mean, right. that's that's the thing. And you'll also have solidified home ice. Like yeah. that's, even though it feels like, well, it's going to be difficult, they haven't buried themselves into too big of a hole just yet.
1: Yeah. And in, even at that point in time, let's just say, however life goes at that point, you still playing the quarterfinals i mean (laughs) it's not like they're gonna we're gonna go in there playing a man down no for sure i mean so you know Mm -hmm. you got to just go figure it out and uh and so i think this team has got a pretty good um you know i guess sense about where they are and how hard you know they've worked but they just got to keep grinding a little bit more and uh you know i you know and give the opposition credit. They're trying to do their thing as well. And uh, But, you know, boy, a, a, a lucky bounce here or there would probably do wonders for the team to some degree.
0: Yeah, we well, could see over the weekends. I mean, you know, especially on Saturday night, you know, UND does a phenomenal job of killing off a five-minute major. There was a five-on-three for yep. two minutes during that stretch. Yep. They kill it off. And just as the penalty expires, a guy from DU throws one from behind the goal line off a defenseman and in yep and that's just the kind of stuff that's happened this season and then later in that contest it looks like UND has equalized yep seems to be a good goal by every stretch and it gets waved off for gold goaltender interference when it was the the Denver player that had knocked Casey Johnson into Philip Larson like there are just some things that you know like God, why, when is when is this team going to catch a break
1: yeah and
0: know. and it just hasn't it just hasn't happened very often we've, this we've season we've been
1: through you know a lot of journeys with teams and sometimes things just happen a certain way you never know but they, one thing that the story hasn't been written yet so yeah. uh we've just gotta we just gotta keep grinding
0: yeah we always joke about the old Ralph sad crow you know the, the harder the harder i work the luckier i get well this team's working pretty hard yep and they've not been very lucky
1: <laughs> no, not right <laughs> but no. you
0: gotta just keep keep on cranking it up and keep putting the time in and as you mentioned, a bye week coming up that gives them guys like Colton Pullman that missed his first ever collegiate game this yeah. past weekend a chance for him to heal up. Joel janet has missed a, a ton of time. Hopefully he can get healthy again. Peter Tomey that's been out long-term. You, know, you, you hope that some of these guys can just get back to either close to full health or back to 100% and ready for that final eight-game stretch because it is. It's a road tilt against in Kalamazoo against Western, home series against Duluth, then back on the road against Colorado College, and then home against Omaha. And so it, it just, just weekend after weekend where every game is going to be so crucial. But that's what makes sports fun. Every one of these games is going to feel like a playoff game because essentially they are. You need yeah. these wins, need these points to give yourself a chance to keep your season than going at home first of all, and then potentially to solidify yourself from a national picture. Yeah,
1: I mean it is really like an NHL playoff series yeah. and games. Every game you play, because every goal is magnified. So yeah, so, uh, yeah, so uh, you know, I they'll get after it, and uh, you know, uh, you know, gives them a, a chance to breathe a little bit here, get their school work rolling to some degree, and uh, and away we go.
0: Yeah, well, it should be fun. I mean, I know it's easy to sort of feel, well, gosh, we just another weekend without a win, etc. But Everything's still there. you got to totally. keep, just keep back in this team and going. see what happens. And I yep. think they've, they've proven that they can beat anybody in the country on any given night. And that's all you kind of need to do once tournament time rolls around. If it comes to that, just win out. And you're yeah. going to be in the NCAA tournament anyway well, if you're out, face outside off I'm trying to think.
1: Outside of really, if you would say, what, the second night of Western Michigan – and was there a Mankato night? Maybe I'd say the
0: first night against Minnesota State. Yeah, when it was seven four. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, I would say outside of those. I mean, even the games that that, that we've lost, we've knocked right on the door, right? Yeah. And, uh And just haven't been able to knock it down yet. Yeah, a
0: lot of one goal games over the course <laughs> over the course of the last ten. Yep. But. Uh... Yeah, certainly looking looking forward to seeing that team get back to full strength and get back on the road coming up February 15th and 16th out in Western Michigan. Um, One sport that has been not dormant, at least from a playing perspective, but is certainly very busy off the field is football, whose National Signing Day will be taking place the day that you're listening to this. A great event coming up for fans to come out and learn a little bit more about the signing class on Wednesday.
1: Yeah, so uh, have that over at the REA and uh, over kind of in the lobby area. And uh, I'm looking at David and making sure I got the time right. It's at 530, I think, right? I believe that's accurate
0: that I um, think so. I think you're right yeah
1: I think I think that's accurate um and so uh uh would love to have you come out and uh and, and ha- listen to our coaches they'll be able to go through the uh the, the entire class now because we're kind of split up uh you know obviously we've got the December signing period and now we still maintain this uh later February signing uh, period so now we'll know five o'clock five o'clock so um get there at five so that'll be good <laughs> um but yeah, it should be good. It should be fun. I mean, I it's it's a way to kind of get to learn uh, about who we've got coming in, and maybe uh, and remember, remember with the new rule, you know, you're going to see some of these guys on the field. Yes, that you freshman know, I mean, it's not like the, it's mm-hmm. not like you're going to sit there with you know your complete red shirt, and that's the way it is. You just never know; they may be on the field.
0: Yeah, I know. Based on the, the group that they signed back in December, and then some of the verbal commitments to, Again, hopefully, from a UND perspective, sign on the dotted line come Wednesday they've got some guys who will be able to take the field right away and be impact players. I know the coaching staff is really excited about the group they've brought. I know they're still just trying to finalize a couple of things from a quarterback perspective and trying to fill in a couple gaps elsewhere. And and, you you never know when you get some kids transferring down after spring ball, et cetera. But some great opportunity for this team to take another step forward after a good season this past year uh, with this signing class. So again, check that out, REA, five o'clock coming up Wednesday night when you're listening to this. Just adjust and and get ready to head over there yeah yeah,
1: absolutely and the other piece is uh and of course we do it weekly over at the ground round our coaches radio show so that's a six o'clock uh and so just want to make sure that we give a little plug to that as well if you're out and about and for some reason can't make it over to the rea for either the event at five or for the game uh ultimately uh you know you'll probably uh you know, hear some uh, some good things from our coaches. Yeah, what a busy Wednesday. That's 5
0: o'clock signing class special, 6 o'clock coaches show, 7 o'clock NDSU versus North Dakota men's basketball. Yeah, February 6th. Dang. A lot, lot going on. Circle it. I love it. Just free up your evening. That's right. Uh, anything else going on from a UND perspective, Bill, you want to chat about? Um, no, I think we've knocked it out. Uh, yeah, no, I think we're good. I think we're good. Let's flip that thing over. Let's and, go. Uh, let's talk about this is the week following the Super Bowl, um, which – Bills Bills NFL season ended a couple of weeks ago. It, it's been dead to him for a while. Mine mine ended in 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 confetti and and trophies and things like that this past Sunday. Obviously not a very exciting game from anybody's perspective. But I I found it entertaining, I guess. Yeah, well, course, I that's, that's just went. me. Is is here here's my question. Is is good defense boring? Is that kind of what we've decided? It was a good defensive game. Both of these teams had good defensive game plans. To eliminate the other team's strength, perceived strength at least, of being their offenses. But is that just essentially boring and unentertaining if, if defense wins out? No, no, no.
1: I felt like it was just, um, there just was not many plays made. And I think there had a chance to be hmm. some uh, plays made. I know this. And not to plug, you know, a former chapter of my life, but I know one person that certainly probably has become increasingly valuable to the Los Angeles Rams. Cooper Cup. Cooper yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, he, I'm not saying he would he would have been Edelman-ish
0: yeah.
1: for them, and I think um, quarterback like Goff really needed him that day. Just, uh, just to just to loosen it up, go go get four or five yards, and it just everything was just hard. And so yeah. give 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 the Patriots credit. I mean, I but all that to be said, it was like got to a point, and you're still you know like tired, and you just it just felt like they kind of shot themselves in the foot too. I forget what that whole situation was where, he, where Goff took a, a really tough sack back to like maybe the fifty or something, or maybe I, I don't yeah. know. Just it was like it just was not a great. Offensive performance by the Rams. <laughs> no, it was not.
0: It wasn't the, the worst offensive performance in Super Bowl history. The lowest
1: amount of points. The lowest combined. amount of total points. Yep, yep.
0: yep. And then uh, yeah, three points. I think three was the worst that anybody had ever done. Or, by,
1: by a lot, when you yeah. because when you when the other one was twenty two mm-hmm. when the Steelers beat the Vikings, uh, what sixteen to six. You know, put this one to be, I mean, just yeah. crazy. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, yeah, I, you know, the I, good for the Patriots. You know, they, they um, w- where I'm just so impressed is on a week-to-week basis how they can flip their game plan yeah. to suit what the team they're playing against.
0: We've said it all year. You've said this before.
1: And the it, Steelers it, it, can't do that. Yeah. Steelers <laughs> won't do that. They will not do that. Yeah. And, that, you know, it's just interesting to me it, it, because it's not like you haven't seen it for a decade. right. Or you know. two. Mm-hmm. And so you're. it's not surprising um, that, that, you know, expect the unexpected. Expect what they're, you know, they could do anything. And so, yeah, I mean, it was interesting. Grock looked good. I mean, I, I would be great. surprised if he uh, retires. I mean, I think he'd go out on a high. I mean, yeah. he just, uh, just s- such a physical deal. But Brady w- Brady was okay.
0: Yeah, he, he looked I mean and Tony Romo hit it right on the head in the first half was that he was confused by what Wade Phillips was throwing out. They were showing zone, they were showing zone all the way, and then they would switch to man yeah. right at the snap. Or they would show him man and then they would switch to zone. And that's <laughs> tough to confuse a guy that's been around like Tom Brady has. Really? And amazing. on that first interception that he threw, you could see him change his mind even as it was leaving his hand, like, Oh no, this is actually a zone coverage and I'm throwing right at yep. one of their cornerbacks. But um, he he did enough, and certainly on the drive when they, you know, New England, really they were inside the Rams, they were yeah. into Rams territory five different times in that first half, and only came up with three points, yeah. and I, it was just
1: and and that's why I was saying I, I it it felt like the biggest ten point blowout ever, <laughs> you know. But what, what is what's amazing all these stats, you know, statistical things that are interesting is that of all their other games were all decided by eight points or yeah. fewer. Yep. And in this thing where they just there wasn't a lot going on, yeah. they end up winning by ten. Yeah. Go figure.
0: Um, it's you mentioned the Steelers earlier, of course, which is Bill's favorite team. New England now tied with Pittsburgh for most Super Bowl championships all time with six. We got yep. one for the other thumb. Yep. Um, all the individual whatever everybody's heard, of, you know, Belichick now has tied for the yep. most championships all time. Brady's got more than anybody else. Um, but it's just the crazy thing is again, like you, you win and for me, for me personally, you could see it in the looks on the guys' faces too. Like, even though it's it's something you've done now six times in the span of eighteen yep. years, I don't know. I mean, they still, they just, it's just so special to see your team pull these things off and to see the guys celebrate like they did and just revel in the fact that they had done it. It just, it, it, it doesn't get old. It really is a really special accomplishment no, to be no. able to root I for mean, a team it, that pulls it, that it off.
1: It is a, it, it's, it's unbelievable to think about. You know, think about other franchises that are just you know, trying to make the playoffs. Yeah. Never, never mind winning at all. But I think they end up probably, you know, especially guys that have been there for multiple times, they probably really appreciate it more for the guys that are winning it for the first yeah, time. Yes. And so there's so there's that going on as well. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I just, you know, and again, I, I, I wasn't buying the underdog thing a little bit. I, that, that was a little overplayed <laughs> for me. I mean, that was enough to, you know, come on, hey, come on. Whatever, I
0: mean, whatever you got to do, though, right? Yeah, I mean, to try and get a little were, fire you know, going. They
1: paced themselves this year because they could. Yeah. And again, I mean, not to be a wise guy, but I'll be a wise guy because of the division they're in. Every, I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm just saying, it, I'm gonna guess they're gonna win it again next year too, and mm-hmm. then you have a chance to have a bye week. The, and the two, division
0: two, you're saying, the division, the not division, necessarily AFC the Super Bowl. East, yep, AFC yep, East.
1: Yep. I mean, they have they, they, been able to sort of pace themselves, and yep. where it's it's really where the rest of the AFC faltered is there was an opportunity to make them play on the first week. And you mm. saw with the Bears. Bears are really pretty good. I think the Bears uh, would have been awesome to see. Like a bear would have been great to see New Orleans actually because that they would have really, been the
0: better matchup. Because yeah. they would
1: have traveled too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And again, they were saying the Rams. I'm not sure they have fans.
0: They, they don't. So well, because so why, how could they? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, really, you've been yeah. you've been displaced a yeah. couple different yeah. times, and it's yeah. almost impossible. So who's really like, really? Like, yeah. who's waking up with a Ram jersey on yeah, going yeah, yeah. to that game? Yeah. Well, it was all Patriot fans. Yeah. But imagine if New Orleans was there?
0: It would have been, again, with the with the Super Bowl in Atlanta. Oh. An easy trip. The Saints fan. Yeah, that's – Um, I was – there were several times over the course of the game where you could hear – the people chanting Brady or they'd show crowd shots and it was all Patriots fans. And it was probably like a 75, 25. I mean, and that's, and that does not typically happen when new England's in the super bowl because they've been there so often A lot of new England fans are kind of like, well, I don't want to spend all this money to go down. Now we're into the area where it's like, well, this could be the last one. So we need to go and experience this. And especially when you're playing a, a quarterback that has really no, no, no offense. Jared Goff might get there eventually but I'd be much more scared of seeing Drew Brees on the other sideline than yep. Jared Goff yep. and a New Orleans fan base that just loves their team and is so up for this. It would have been a completely different atmosphere. It would have sure. been probably been like 70, 30 Saints probably. in the stands. Might not have made the difference in the outcome, but obviously it would have been a much different contest. And so. you got to give the uh, Rams defense credit. They played very well.
1: I mean, they got That's tired it. at the end. Yeah. You know, they got tired, but they they played really, really good. And so, But you know what? Hats off to the Patriots, and we go on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, yes we do yes we do so now that's I mean Red Sox win in October I know P- Pat's win in February 12, I 12 mean, 12 titles for the city of Boston since like 001 it's unbelievable six yeah. four one and one yep it's unbelievable and the question now is can a third alex heinert supported team win a title this year Liverpool is still in first place in the EPL but it
1: feels like they're yeah, slipping a little
0: bit it feels like maybe that's it's going to be uh, but over thirty. But don't
1: you think over thirty-eight matches? You just you're going to go through a valley of yeah. something that you just have to yeah. kind of hold on. Yeah, Manchester sure. City did a little bit. Mm-hmm. Certainly Tottenham has. I mean, to some degree, but they well, kind of held in there. You've, held, you've hung in there. Hung in
0: there. I, you've hung in there. <laughs> um, right now, just to, just to catch you up to speed, if you've not been paying attention for the last, you, you didn't get your EPL dose last week, listeners, because we were obviously off. So, right now, Spurs find themselves five points out of first place, but just. Two back of Man City. It's all of a sudden gotten to be very close once again at the top of the EPL table. Liverpool have drawn their last two matches. Man City had a a, a couple of weird losses sort of thrown and Lost to Newcastle the other day. Just some weird little hiccups in their season, which looked like it was gonna just go so smoothly. But now, Spurs are at fifty-seven points, City are at fifty-nine, and Liverpool are at sixty-two. And there's, you know, we're kind of getting into this stretch run now. The season goes until May, but you can kind of get the sense that all of a sudden, Tottenham are winning some close games, Bill. Three games in a row in the Premier League, they've scored a goal in the 83rd minute or later yep. to pull out all three points. Liverpool, like I said, have not been able to do that the last couple of weeks. And City are kind of become almost a mixed bag where you don't necessarily know any week, is it going to be a normal City 4-1 to win or is it going to be one of these weird games where they lose 2-1 to and just look discombobulated? I mean, you got to have a little bit of hope right now that things are, even though Harry Kane is out still long term. Yeah, that's the problem. And I
1: think, you know, both of, uh, well, all three teams still have Champions League uh, to to play as well, which begins
0: next week again. Yeah.
1: And so. You know, with that happening, I just—I I don't know. I well, here's here's the good news: is they are going to go into their new stadium. I think eventually. I think eventually. I think <laughs> they're talking against Crystal Palace. So, um, so I think it's actually going to happen. And, and if, really, if you haven't been online, take a peek at that stadium. Yeah. It's, it's pretty cool. It's going to be brilliant. It's going to be awesome they're if gonna, they ever could. If they, if they ever move into play that Play thing. there, yeah. yeah. Which yeah. is kept us from again signing players and a lot of other yeah. things so when you have injuries you you're kind of figuring it out yeah. and so uh, but yeah no I, I think it'll be interesting uh, the rest of the way I, it feels like uh, I don't know I I think they've separated themselves from, say, Man U, Chelsea, and Arsenal. Yeah, well, Chelsea so. seven
0: back now. I mean, this, seven. this is a seven-point gap. I mean, that's that's a pretty big margin. It is
1: pretty point. big, but boy, one weekend, you never know, right? Yeah. I mean, so, uh, but who knows? I, I think Liverpool still plays Tottenham one more time.
0: They do. Yep. Yeah, we haven't played Spurs yet at Anfield. Um, they play Man United in a couple of weeks. Yeah, there's a big. It, it's going to be. There are a couple of big six pointers where you yep. can either give yourself a little gap or you see that gap shrunk. And yep. it, you know, if anything can happen. Really. I mean, it just feels like you think you sort of know. Okay, this team seems to have things figured out, or this team's getting healthy. But then you lose a couple of the guys. Liverpool haven't had a right back for the last month. Yep. And and you can see you. you it, Sometimes in life you think you know how important a player is as David starts laughing well like I'm just saying Manchester City loses Kevin De Bruyne at the beginning of the season right? and you feel like well that's going to be a huge loss and they seem to just not miss a beat with him out of the lineup but then it took sort of losing Fernandinho for a couple of games and that was the piece that they couldn't replace because they didn't have a replacement for him Liverpool ironically has been the same thing they lose you know, they've had different guys get hurt over the course of the season, but it took until losing Trent Alexander-Arnold, their right back, for them to so sort of all of a sudden yep. lose some of the And Joe Gomez, who's kind of stepped in. The, all of a sudden, you lose those guys, and the team just doesn't have the same balance. Yep. And, not, and
1: not to tie it all the way back to Cooper Cup, though, that they were well, saying the, Ram, right. the Rams, yeah. you know, their last five or whatever, offensively, mm-hmm. they kind of struggled because I think – he was kind of a key figure in kind of keeping yeah. things going, kept drives alive. Yep. He was your, you know, whatever. He's a security blanket, Totally really. yep. security blanket. Then you can go deep on some other yep. things, and I think it opens other things up. And, you know, you take that away, it's tough. And, and, and so it's, it's always interesting who the key persons yeah. really are. And if you go to all of the teams that we have to some level, you know, sometimes – the ones you won't wouldn't think of because eh, you know maybe statistically, mm-hmm. but but boy that glue factor and you're right, is there anybody else to replace them? Yeah, mm-hmm. or do you have to step up in the lineup like like or, or are you, is someone overmatched in a, in say a, a lineup where they really should be batting yeah. seventh mm-hmm. versus fifth? Yep,
0: it's that wins above replacement. It is. That's exactly I mean, it's what it like is. What, what, it's exactly what it is. Maybe maybe this player is the best player, but you've got another one who can step in and play that role. Yep where this player is maybe not quite as good, quote-unquote, but if the drop-off is a little more significant or they just do things that don't show up on a stat sheet, that could be a big loss. So another reason why sports is is so much fun.
1: It is. And and you you have, so to speak, the next man up uh, mentality or, or next player up mentality. And at the end of the day, yes, but still you just never know how it's going to affect the equilibrium.
0: Yeah. Well, Fernando Llorente is your next man up right now. and He's, he's okay. He's scoring about <laughs> one for the other team, one for your own team. He's okay.
1: He's okay. <laughs> hey, uh, at least we're not playing with 10. No,
0: exactly. There you go. Hey, we're you still, you've still 11. got 11 out there. You get Leicester on Sunday and then the, the Champions League clash next week home against Borussia Dortmund. League leaders in the Bundesliga. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a good one.
1: We'll see what ends up happening there. But I'll I'll leave leave the pod with this. We kind of warm people up again. Mm. Is that uh, three words? Pitchers and catchers. (laughs) Right? It's happening.
0: It's happening. Not that far away. You know,
1: Mm. saw the truck get loaded for the Red Sox yesterday. Nice. So that's kind of cool. Fort
0: Myers, baby. Yeah. Yep.
1: So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens and we'll see what the Red Sox do. They they have not signed many people at this point. They've just kind of held pat yeah, right just now. Just held pat. Well, but, well, help me with this one. Seriously, when is Machado going to yeah. sign and when is Bryce Harper, Harper going to yeah. sign? Really? Patience. You see, you yeah. th- th-
0: it seems to be that teams are just kind of waiting things it's out.
1: kind of when, it's when we got um, Martinez last year, right? Same kind of thing.
0: I think I think you, you sort of hope that well, I, honestly, I think a lot of teams are sort of waiting for one of them to sign to sort of either set that market or establish what's going to happen and then who's who's going to use up their cap space, and then we'll try and get the other one. That's where it kind of feels like we're at right now. Plus, just being honest, they're both kind of difficult guys, a little bit to work with, a little bit. Machado much more so maybe
1: than Harper, but both both have kind of big personalities. and Yeah, you have to make a decision yeah. to some degree on – they're going to be the face of your, your club.
0: It is a franchise altering move.
1: And, and you know, they, um, they definitely have, um, a a little swagger to them Mm -hmm. that, that you've got to be okay with. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm sure others are, are kind of vetting that out to some degree, but if I'm like the white Sox or something where it's been tough for a few years, if I think, I think I would take my shot at Bryce Harper if I could get Bryce Harper, if I were them.
0: But that's what I would do. Over over Machado, yeah, yes, for sure. Younger and maybe a little less volatile.
1: <laughs> yeah, <I laughs> maybe mean, a little, little well, higher I, I like his fire. I like Machado's. Oh, oh, fire. no, no,
0: no. It's good, but it's you know. I
1: think Machado will end up a Yankee?
0: I, 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 I think so. I kind of hope so. Just so we can beat him a couple I, I, times a year and just it'll keep be that, it, keep that, that would that be fun. That would be fun. Just don't like that guy. Not not a big fan. Yeah.
1: Well, no, and either just <laughs> Dustin Pedroia, <laughs> or the no, Red Sox, or Sox in anybody, general.
0: anybody in general. Yeah, that's on right. Side of the bench. So well, good. Well, again. When those dominoes fall, much more to come on that. But, you know, we haven't even talked about We never talk NBA. I know that's not your big thing. But Anthony Davis, maybe he's going to get traded in a couple days. There's a lot of these big-name guys. You know, I, all, I follow the NBA it's, pretty good. It's always a lot of fun to see how the, all these things sort of shake out. So I, lo-
1: I love how they're just trying to um, navigate where they want to go. The Celtics have right. a ridiculous amount of uh, um, assets. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. But they can't trade. They can't have can't he trade and Kyrie. Kyrie. They can't, no. or, they or you can't, can't have, trade for You can't yeah, trade for You can't Davis. have yep. them right now until, yep. until that that obscure sort of deal yeah, yeah. so but yeah. it's okay yeah it's it's fine they, they're um you know it is an interesting kind of drama filled deal with that they they've got like a soap opera going on to some degree in a good way because in a, it you know, in it, it it fills the pages it fills <laughs>
0: clicks yes, it does the nba more i think than any other sport has more stuff more stuff like this you know the there's again smaller rosters more personalities guys are a little more visible and you know more, it feels like, about What's going on in Boston with Kyrie? What's going on in New Orleans with AD? What's going on in LA right now? All this stuff with Cleveland and LeBron last totally. year—the whole thing is just—it's reality TV to the to the max, and more it's so total. than any other sport right now. So
1: it's more popular than the actually games themselves. It is kind of funny in a isn't? weird way. Yeah, in a weird way it is. So yeah. the last thing is, and I—I I really didn't see the video. I saw it somewhere, but I know Christian Walland might have uh, taken yeah. a pretty good hit. Tough so, yeah. so uh, hopefully he's he's doing okay. So we'll send our best wishes to him.
0: Yeah, another one of our guys that made a big impact in his. Time here, and that's already making waves. and Was an all-star this year in the AHL. Yeah, hopefully that that is not. T- I haven't heard the official report. No, I took a took a bad tumble, got taken out down low, and got flipped over, and was on the ice for a long time this past week. So best wishes to a really good kid. That's. Uh, really getting off to a strong start in his professional career
1: no doubt so, no doubt and it was great to see some of our uh, pros uh in denver as well so yeah, yeah so that was kind of cool so anyways i'll leave it there and uh we've probably uh poor david's <laughs> struggling here and i don't blame him because he should be
0: <laughs> we didn't talk about the broncos enough today for david folsky's liking
1: <laughs> although i did watch i did watch a the super bowl with the bronco fan and he had a bronco hat on and um um, how should I say this? He wasn't excited about I'm the sure Patriots it's, either. Sure it's pretty miserable the whole time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Good times. Good
0: times. Well, yep. It's yeah. good. It's cool. good. Well, for Bill Chaves, for David Folesky, I'm Alex Thanks again for listening. Back again next week. Stay warm out there, everybody.